0: Hello, and welcome back to Sass Stories and Sarcasm. We're your hosts, Brian and Mary, and this is episode 182.
1: And it's March Madness, so, you know, basketball, everything. But before we start with all of that, we'll talk about our uh, weekly updates. Let's see, we went to two open houses this past weekend. Again, not looking to buy anything, just. but we both just renewed, or or, Brian just signed a new lease and I renewed my lease. And then, but we still like to go look at open houses nearby because it's fun and Can't afford any of them, but it's still fun to look. Get a a walk in. (laughs) Yeah, and yeah, we like walked over to one and Brian's like, we have to pretend that we can afford this. I'm like, I mean, they don't know.
0: No, they don't know.
1: (laughs) It's fun to look and yeah, I liked the second one we looked at more this past weekend. It was like, obviously it's like a million dollar townhouse. Uh, The other one we looked at, I think was like $600,000 for like a condo.
0: Neither but, of which are in the budget.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm like there's no, there's no budget or no reason to move anytime in the next like year at least. And so it's a it's just interesting to see. And maybe someday the housing market will go down a little bit. But that was uh I'd say majority of the weekend. Also played I got a board game called Take It to Ride. I played it before, but I finally bought it um last week and Brian and I played it. I like that's pretty fun. It's like a train game, um, building trains across the US. And then also really randomly, I got two free beanies from two different random places this past week. One is uh, I got a beanie from PaceLine, which is one of the sponsors of this podcast. And then the other one, I got a beanie from work because uh, I was helping set up the desk for a new employee that's starting next week. And yeah, got offered a beanie too. So I got two free Wow. What a Lisa, deal. It's, <laughs> it's not even, it's about to be spring. So I don't know. I'll save the beanies for next, next winter. But anyways, that's just random. But how about you, Brian? How are you?
0: Uh, I'm good. Uh, likewise, uh, you know, the big event of the week was basically, you know, seeing some open houses, gotta, gotta hang out with our friends as well. We have mm-hmm. the, the weekly bachelor get together, bachelor night, get together where yeah, that's we- always fun. We, uh, you know, watch, rewatch the episode of the, of the, that week. Mm-hmm. And m- my biggest thing was, this is my last week before the next week, I'm going to be moving to my new place, which is just down the street. <laughs> it's not a crazy move. Uh, but like I, one
1: block away,
0: yeah, literally in a one different block direction. Away. Yes. Cause so you live I'm- across
1: the street from me right now. And then you'll live like approximately like 500 feet farther away or something like not far at all.
0: <laughs> yes, I'll be on the same side of the street just mm-hmm. on a different block. <laughs> uh yeah, so that's that's exciting. I'm, you know, making sure I have everything in order, uh filling in, you know, you know the remaining forms. They're saying, you know, I'm I'm leaving. Sorry. Uh but you raised my rent about $500, so I'm out of here. <laughs> uh yeah, I don't know what they expected, but uh and, you know, uh setting, you know, the forwarding address. In for like yeah, United you know, States Postal Service, so if anyone mails me something that's late, it'll it'll come to my new address and make sure everything is uh pointed in the right pointed to the right address, so I don't miss anything. Uh, but mm-hmm. other than that, just uh, you know uh normal uh you know warmer warmer week. It's start starting to warm up.
1: It is, is. Nice. and I also um I found this online that uh, between now and October twenty seventh. The sun's going to set after 6 p.m. for until October 27th. So that's a very long time, and that's exciting.
0: Yes, I'm looking forward to that.
1: <laughs> Did you know the American Heart Association recommends 150 active minutes each week to help with heart health? What if you could earn rewards just for being healthy? That's where PaceLine comes in. Paceline is a free app that gives you rewards for exercising 150 minutes per week. Keep up a weekly streak and get even more rewards. Every week of your streak, the rewards vary. You can choose from gift cards from Amazon, Starbucks, Target, and more to discounts for products or services and even donations to charitable organizations. Join me on Paceline. To get started, download the free Paceline app, connect it to your activity tracker, and use our referral code SSSPOD start earning rewards just for being healthy. Shopping online can be a real hassle. You have to jump from tab to tab, comparing prices and trying coupon codes to make sure you're getting the best deal. Let me introduce you to Honey, the world's most popular money-saving app and browser extension. I use Honey all the time. Whenever I'm about to check out online, I click the button and it finds me the best coupon code available and instantly applies them to my cart. Honey is totally free. In fact, the only thing it can do is save you money. Get the Honey browser extension by going to sassstorysarcasm.com slash honey and start saving some money today. Our first topic is going to be talking about the Zags in the WCC tournament and before we get into that uh i also want to just go over some of our team stats so far this year Um, our average points per game is 87.8 points which is second in the nation um 41.5 rebounds per game which is 13th in the nation uh 18.2 assists per game fifth in the nation and then 65.3 points allowed on average so that's pretty good um because we were the number one seed in the WCC tournament. We only had two games to play. Uh, We played against San Francisco on Monday and then St. Mary's on Tuesday. Hence why this podcast, we usually podcast on like Monday, maybe Tuesday, but we were busy both of those days and then watched the bachelor on Wednesday. So that's why we're podcasting a little later than normal. Braden pointed that out to me today. She texted me wondering where the podcast was at.
0: Yep, <laughs> here it is.
1: We are busy watching basketball and the Bachelor. Um, yep. but anyways, we're going to go over both of the games. So, Brian, do you want to start it out with the USF game?
0: Yeah, and this is what's important is you know, this is the start of the WCC tournament for Gonzaga, but you know, the games had uh, you know, we had a couple of buys, so we didn't actually start while well, the other team started. And our last game was actually a, a loss against St. Mary's. So, okay. going into this, I'm, we're like, all right, hopefully, Mark Fuse. Er, righted the ship <laughs> and uh and it looked like he did uh look drew timmy and Chet Holmgren both had really good games uh timmy scored twenty seven points and Chet scored 17 points and they they struggled in their previous game and uh you know basically we jumped out to a really strong uh first half lead with a double digit uh lead um with the ending of the first Actually, half. 20 20 yeah yeah lead. twenty 20 point lead forty seven to twenty seven. So we were doing pretty great there. Um, a little bit uh, let, up, left, let off the gas pedal in the second half, I'd say. Uh, San Francisco outscored us by 10 points in the, the second half, but we, we basically had a big enough cushion in the first half to kind of just coast our way to victory. Uh, we kind of were playing with you know the clock uh, winding down a little bit, and San Francisco actually went on a little run which, which made me a little nervous uh basically uh they were chipping away at our lead all throughout the second half and basically the closest they got was 91 to uh oh not 91 71 to 79 which is within eight points but th- at that point that there was with only... one minute
1: and 31 seconds left so there wasn't yeah. that much time left but I still was like what are we doing and in the yeah. end they did outscore us in the second half 44 to 34 but since we had luckily gotten a big enough lead in the beginning the first half then it wasn't too big of a deal i did have to say i wasn't super impressed with chet holmgren's uh defense during this game um he seemed to not be on his man several times but it's okay we still were we still ended up winning uh
0: Yes. And, yes. And, and and this this win puts us within one win of the WCC finals and, and or the WCC tournament tournament finals, I should say. And and yeah.
1: and this this game actually, once we won this game, this was our fifteenth straight season of having twenty five wins, wow. twenty five win season. That's so, pretty good. That's
0: yeah. that's really consistent. Really. And then we're also at this point one win away from our ninth WCC tournament. In 10 years. So 9 out of 10, that's what we're shooting for. And uh, we won that game. So we are going to go on to the championship game, which I'll just go over right now. And this is against St. Mary's, the team that beat us uh, in the the pre the regular season. The, like the within last like
1: 10 days before or something like that or less. Yeah. It already just played St. Mary's. So, yeah. Yes,
0: I agree. Uh, and unfortunately... Uh, this game was frustrating again for Chet. Uh, he struggled and didn't have that, that great of a game. Um, it's the same with Drew Timmy. I don't know what, what it is. Some of the, Sometimes, uh, you know, like our, our centers, when they struggle, they, they struggle greatly. But Timmy got 10 points, which is all right. But it's not used to his, his you know, like 20 points or uh, more like that. Uh, chet chet only got eight points as well and chet was in foul trouble the entire game he had four fouls uh he ended up with, like with eight four minutes fouls, left but but yeah so that that was rough um what what is good to know is we actually won the game <laughs> yes. uh we jumped out to a 10 point lead at half and then we basically uh traded baskets all the way throughout the second half uh, but, uh, this game was actually a little bit closer than that final score was the final score was 82 to 69 being a, a nice 13 point cushion, but within, I think it was like halfway throughout the second half.
1: Yeah. when well, then there were seven minutes and 48 seconds left. Uh, St. Mary's came within four points of us. And that was just like, what are we doing? Are we going to lose? I mean, it wasn't like a, super big lead we had at halftime but it also was like we still have to keep it up we can't just let them you know even get on a run at all
0: exactly which they kind of did they did and and the closest they got was was two points it was 52 to 50 and then we kind of pulled away at that point but however it gets done we're we're happy that we did it (laughs) Mm -hmm. um so this this was A win for gonzaga so this would be the the ninth at wcc tournament in 10 years which is really good and i'm very proud of the zags to show you know like grit in the face of adversity uh because the game was slipping away a little bit but we held on to the lead and we didn't we didn't just lose our minds
1: (laughs) yeah also during this tournament it was to note that drew timmy Um, shaved his handlebar mustache. And my dad told me that he had read that he did this because he didn't play well when we lost to St. Mary's the week before. So he's like, this is bad luck. So he just has a normal mustache instead of down to his, you know, chin. But also Mm. this could also have been influenced because he just got a big national brand deal with dollar shave club. Um, He is their world's first and only chin fluencer. Uh, so maybe that is the reason why he actually shaved his chin uh
0: he did it for the money
1: probably i mean honestly i it's been interesting this is the first year that ncaa players are able to use their name image and likeness and i've it's been interesting to watch him post on like instagram throughout the beginning of the year he started out as a um being sponsored by a spokane furniture store <laughs> um and then it was like boost mobile oh no northern quest casino Uh, Which you know, Spokane, but that was bigger deal, and they had ads running. Um, And then it was Boost Mobile, and now it's Dollar Shave Club. So he is really taking on those brand deals. I'd be very, very interested to see how much money he's making. Um, I did read an article that two of my old professors at Gonzaga um, they have a class right now for athletes about this name, image, and likeness, and learning how to like market themselves to brands and how to deal with you know sponsorships and stuff so at least it's nice that they have that class for them to kind of learn how to do this the right way because i'm sure you know as they're they're just wanting to make money but they might not know the best way to uh, land (laughs) these deals
0: yeah it's it's good to have someone like kind of guide them through the process and not just be like hey who wants to give me money (laughs) yeah yeah, because you probably will get in trouble doing that. Yep. But one one thing I wanted to note is uh, this game. Even though Chet and Drew Timmy had off games relative to you know what they normally do, mm-hmm. uh, the other three uh, starters, Nemhard, Bolton, and Julian Strother, did amazing. They scored fifty three points combined, mm-hmm. and together uh, the Zags went eight from sixteen for three point from the three point range. So that's 58%. So, or actually that's 50%. uh, They shot 58% field goals. So that's counting two pointers as well. And, you know, going into, uh, you know, the NCAA tournament, winning the WCZ tournament, that's, you know, that's always good for us. We will definitely be a number one seed going into it. And then we were going to be number
1: one seed regardless. Though, so, yes. I mean, we were going to be in the tournament, be number one seed, regardless. But it's just, it's good to prove to everyone and also like just prove to ourselves that we can beat St. Mary's, even though because we struggled like a week before to beat them and
0: right, right. at this time. And then and then St. Mary's as well is also going to be in the the NCAA tournament. Probably is a middle seed somewhere in the the middle of the pack. Mm-hmm. Uh And. I'm not sure if I think that might just be our only one. I think San Francisco is also trying to be in the NCAA, yeah. Tournament. They're on the
1: edge, BYU definitely is not this year. No, I did. We did read though, we were reading about the WCC and then how BYU is going to be leaving the conference um, yeah. after the 2022 2023 season. So next season, after next season, they'll leave. Um, and then we were reading an article about like what the WCC is going to do and to basically keep. Gonzaga interested in being in the conference because without them they're not going to do well um, financially or just anyways so it'd be interesting to see what happens once BYU leaves Um, they've been in the WCC since 2011
0: yeah they've Uh, been and they're leaving mainly because football is their main revenue maker and they want to join a bigger conference a bigger football conference and the WCC just isn't cutting it for them
1: (laughs) they don't don't have none of the school's uh, yeah, are part of of conference. No, I don't think most of those schools even have a football team.
0: No, oh, I didn't know that. I figured I figured it was just unique to Gonzaga. <laughs> nope. But that's that's good to know. Uh, but yeah, so Gonzaga is here to stay with the WCC for now, at least for now.
1: Yeah. Yep. Okay. So our next topic is bracketology, and so so as you know, Selection Sunday is this coming Sunday, March thirteenth. Um, and actually as listeners of our podcast, you are, you know, invited to join our bracket group. We did this last year and it was really fun. Um, I just made the group on the ESPN app. So here are your instructions, you know, pause, write this stuff down if you need to, but you can start making your bracket on the ESPN tournament challenge app or website starting on March 13th at 5 PM Pacific. Battered, the approach, and then you have until the tip off of the first game of the first round, which is currently scheduled for Thursday, March 17th. So you have about three days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and, you know, part of Sunday to make your bracket, make any adjustments you want throughout the time, whatever it may be. Um, so for our bracket challenge, you download the ESPN tournament challenge app, or you can go to fantasy.espn.com tournament dash challenge slash bracket. I'll just put this in the description. Mm-hmm. I'd say it's probably most easy to just download the app. So you're going to log in with your ESPN account. And now if you've participated in the, our bracket challenge last year, you may be able to just find our group really easily. But either way, you're going to click join a group. And if you were in the bracket challenge last year, it might say sass stories and sarcasm for a previous group. But if not, you just search for SAS, stories and sarcasm and join the group. There's not a password. The motto of the group, if it helps, is go Zags. <laughs> um, for our group, you can only submit one bracket per person. And um, whoever wins our bracket challenge, will give them a $20 Amazon gift card. And each week on the podcast, we'll go over the rankings in our, in our group. So that'll be fun. We did that last year. And my Aunt Betty Lou won. So yeah
0: so you know there's always upsets and nobody knows who's winning I honestly I always think that I'm good at this at predicting basketball but there's so many upsets that it's just impossible and it's always a surprise to see I think you actually were you beat me in the last two Mary even though you didn't win the overall thing I
1: remember freshman year of college you were like oh I'm just gonna kill everyone in our bracket group I'm so good at this and then like after the first round I was beating you and you were just like flabbergasted. You're like, I mean, at the time on Facebook, your occupation was expert at basketball.
0: Right. Um, and so,
1: you know, you were a little cocky in that regard. And then you're pretty upset when people started beating you in the first round. Uh, I'm like, it's just luck, but I mean, maybe it's not just luck. We're going to go over some bracket tips. So that way you have your best chance of, you know, doing the best you can. There's always upsets. There's always lots of things, mm-hmm. but I wanted to go over the odds of picking a perfect bracket are one in 9.2 quintillion. So it's very, very low chances that you'll ever get uh, a perfect bracket. I know that there's been like ESPN or someone did a contest, like whoever gets a perfect bracket, will give them a million dollars or something. Haven't heard about that this year, but it's a very, very low odds. And honestly, it's probably just a way for them to get more people to do their bracket challenge because It's such low likelihood.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you were doing it at random, like you have a better chance of winning the lottery probably. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: So we're going to go over three different ways to help you um, choose as you go through your brackets. Um, We're going to go over how many upsets there normally are per round. We're going to go over the team colors um, and the chances of those team colors making it. Uh, And then also mascots. So I'll start with the um, upsets, and then we can go from there. Sure. So look, this is from the NCAA website. They examined the last 36 NCAA tournaments since the field expanded to 64 teams in 1985, and they crunched the numbers for each round. Um, they defined upset upset as when the winning team in an NCAA tournament was seeded at least two seed lines better than the losing team. Um, there's too many common matchups where the difference in seeding is just one seed line, like an eight or nine game. So they don't call that one an upset. Right. Um, so yeah.
0: So, so going into it, there are multiple rounds, of course, where there can be upsets and it looks like on average, the total number of upsets that you'll get in an NCAA tournament is 12.4. And, uh, I mean,
1: there's been as few as four upsets, as in 2007, or as much as 19 in 2014. That's a lot. (laughs) Yeah, it's somewhere in between. It's on average 12.4. And I mean, just last year, there were 18. So it does vary, but on average in the last, what, 36 seasons. Um, And also another stat is between in the last 28, in 28 of the last 36 seasons, there's been between 10 and 16. So that can help you narrow it down a little bit more um yeah so total upsets like we said 12.4 on average in the first round there are 6.2 upsets
0: yep that sounds about right there's usually like six things wrong with my bracket instantly
1: <laughs> yes second round there are 3.7 on average sweet 16 there's 1.7 yes there's always like one team that you know upsets it a- it
0: continues to go further
1: right and then elite 8 it's a 0.5 on average for upsets and then for the final 4 it's 0.2 so yeah it's it's probably 20 upsets is too many to pick and 6 is probably too few
0: so be sure to just sprinkle them in wherever you feel like it <laughs> yeah of some of the notable upsets, the most likely upsets to occur in the first round would be the 10 seed against the seven seed. And then after that comes the 11th seed against the six seed. So these are teams that are, you know, like both relatively speaking middle of the pack
1: teams
0: Mm -hmm. that aren't for sure just super great. And it's really more of a toss up that they had to throw some teams in the NCAA tournament in some spot. So it is really more or less of an even matchup. And uh, so those might be the, the seedings of an upset that you guys might want to uh, look forward to, uh, you know, marking it down as a potential upset on your brackets.
1: Mm-hmm. So do you want to go over some color, color championships? Uh, obviously, a lot and a lot, a lot of teams have blue and red as their colors, as do Gonzaga, St. Mary's, Arizona, so many teams, just those are just to name a few, have those colors. So those are very common. Um, actually, this article is from 2018, so it's a little bit older. But they broke down each team um, from, yeah, 295 schools had been taking part in March Madness when this article was written. And they broke it down by their primary color. And 100 of them had red as their primary color. 83 had blue and then it steeply declined after that with 33 teams with green 20s orange 19 is purple uh, 18 yellow 16 black and then six brown Um, so yeah definitely red and blue teams are way more common which is also probably why they have a better win percentage in the oh, tournament. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. And and there's one statistic that just blew my mind. So in more than 2000 tournament games played since 1985, not including the f- the first four which is like more of like the preliminary games, mm-hmm. there have only been three colors that have a oh, winning records in the tournament and that's blue, orange and yellow, which includes gold. So if your team has blue, orange or yellow, there's a good chance that it's got a a high winning percentage in the tournament. But that's also just because, you know, those are the very popular colors.
1: Oh, yeah. It's definitely skewed because the number of teams by color and how many games those teams have played in the last, you know, 40 years. So yes. it does depend on that. But yeah, I mean, the, you know, the top team with the most win- championship wins is blue with 21 followed by red with seven. So if a team color is the most important factor for you picking them to move forward in the tournament, pick blue. Yes. But, I mean, and that it would doesn't really help you. <laughs> yeah, obviously, but it also doesn't help you if both teams have blue as their primary color. So, you know, pressure that to take account of, of two.
0: Right, right. Uh, but yeah, so that that is another way you guys could go out and fill out your brackets just uh. You know, if you see a matchup, you just look at the team colors and then make make the best statistical choice you can. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: And then th- this last article was written last year, um, but this one is looking at mascots. Now they looked at um, all three hundred and four schools that had played in the NCAA tournament from nineteen eighty five to two thousand twenty one, um, and separated their mascots into nine categories: bears, birds, cats, dogs, miscellaneous, mythical, other animals, people. And weather slash elemental. Um, and most mascots easily fit into one of these categories, but some were more complicated. So they had to look up the history of the mascot's origin and all of that. But um, of the 300, in, 300 teams that have played in the NCAA tournament since 1985, 92 have had human mascots, as in the um, North Carolina AT Aggies to the Hawaii Warriors. Um, And then up till 2019, the most common mascots was a tie between the Tigers, including Tennessee State, Texas, uh, Pacific, Clemson, just to name a few. And then Bulldogs, obviously, (laughs) Drake, North Carolina, Asheville, Samford, South Carolina State, Fresno State, Yale, Louisiana Tech, Georgia, Mississippi State, Butler, and Gonzaga. And so both of those teams, both uh, Tigers and Bulldogs had 11 teams each, but then when Gardner Webb made its first tournament appearance in 2019. They're the bulldogs, so bulldogs oh, are yay. the most common <laughs> are the most common mascot in the NCAA tournament, which is pretty interesting. Um, right,
0: and then we have a chart that that breaks down the type of mascot and then the win percentage. It looks like the highest win percentage we have is a mythical creature mm-hmm. uh, mascot. That would be like a, an angel or a devil or something like that. And the next highest, it would be miscellaneous. That's probably like the North Carolina Tar Heels. And then we have cats are at 50% win percentage, which is pretty good. I mean, you're not going to, you're not going to win the NCAA tournament with 50% win rate, but uh, you know, you, you have some wins, you have some losses. And then of course the dogs, which include Gonzaga uh, mm-hmm. with this 51.3% win rate. And, uh, yeah, so that's that's really interesting as well.
1: Um, and then also looking at the number of NCAA tournament championships since 1985, uh, the type of mascot with the most wins is people with eight championship wins, followed by cats with seven, other animals, five, uh, mythical, also five, birds, four, dogs, four, bears, one, miscellaneous, one, and none for the weather and elemental category, which is... <laughs> Interesting because if you know uh, bulldogs or tigers were the the top uh, number of teams in the in the tournaments, then it's interesting that you know dogs are so far down the line for actually winning championships. I mean, it's not like Gonzaga's helping that because we've been in the tournament several years and never ended up winning. But maybe we can. Maybe it's our year finally.
0: Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, I wonder what the weather elemental mascot is like rain. (laughs) I don't know if I was, if I was a high school recruit, I'd want to go to a high a college that's mascot was the rain.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know of, uh, Oh, they're talking. Oh, here are some, um, the Pepperdine waves is an example. There you go. Uh, the Miami hurricanes, the Tulsa golden hurricane and the Iowa state cyclones are some, okay. You know, but I, again, they have won zero championships. So probably not the best team to pick for your champion, obviously Gonzaga should be your pick for the championship. Uh, You know, our color blue is, you know, leading you in the right direction. Also just our number of times we've been in the tournament. Uh, But yeah, we just thought these would be some fun tips as you're trying to figure out your brackets. It honestly all comes down to luck. And I mean, I love basketball, but I pretty much only follow Gonzaga basketball. So I'm not really clued into it. The other 63 teams. Right. So it's right. Still just a guess.
0: <laughs> My strategy is going to be send Gonzaga to the championship game, or it's the winner of the championship game, I should say. And then everything else, you know, the, the winning team is the higher ranking team is going to win, but then sprinkle in some upsets. And I'm mm-hmm. going to sprinkle them in based off of maybe I'll sprinkle some in based off of, you know, mascots. Maybe I'll sprinkle some in based off colors but uh, mostly it's probably just going to be intuition. Like if I know a school, like, oh, I know that school. They, they always go far.
1: Right. Or I like their logo or whatever it may be. Right. So yeah, just thought that was really a fun way to break it down. But again, um, I'll leave the link to our bracket challenge in the description, but also you can just download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app. You have between uh, March 13th at 5 p.m. to the tip off of the first game on Thursday. To complete your bracket, um, remember to submit it. You might fill it all out, but forget to submit it, and then you won't have any teams chosen. Right, so, and
0: I think I think the games like like most of the time the games happen like in the morning or at like noon. So try to get them all in on by Wednesday, just yeah, to be Wednesday safe. night, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: especially the first um two rounds, the basically games all day Friday, Thursday through Sunday. Um, just because there's so many games happening. Um, so can't wait for so much basketball. Looking forward to cheering on the Zags. Uh, still have PTSD from two years ago when they canceled March Madness right around this time.
0: I know, it's the best thing about March.
1: <laughs> I know, I remember two years ago, you were about to move to Seattle and you know we were like, this COVID thing is about to happen, but at least, and there's not going to be any fans in the stands, but at least we have March Madness. And then the next week we podcast and we're like, it's canceled. Restaurants are closed. We have nothing to do. (laughs) Like I've re-listened to that and it was just, it's so funny to listen to like week by week what happened. We're like, okay, well, I guess basketball is over for the year. This sucks, but very, so every year, you know, last year, now this year, I'm like, oh, at least we have March Madness, but yeah. You know
0: what's interesting? I don't think, I haven't heard any sort of, you know, as the, the you know, everyone's going back to normal. I don't think I've heard any COVID protocol about this tournament. So hopefully that doesn't get in the way of anything.
1: Yeah. I mean, most States, I mean, are pretty much done with mask mandates and I mean, Washington right. And they're not even doing mandatory soon. tests or anything. Yeah. A lot of States are done with that pretty much for now. And Washington's almost done uh, mm-hmm. for the time being at least. And so, yeah, I mean, and I don't think anything happened last year with COVID. And so I don't
0: don't think, I don't think there was a story of like a team that had to forfeit, at least that I was aware of. And maybe there was, but fingers crossed that nothing happens like that. And we could just smooth sailing through this NCAA tournament and, uh, you know, go Zags, of course.
1: Go Zags. Bye.